Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thank you so much for making this show your first listen each day. Today we're talking fantasy football. I'm joined by Vinny Iyer, the host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you need to rebuild your fantasy team six weeks into the season, Vinny will have advice for you. Ahead today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Joining me today is Vinny Iyer, the host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Podcast Network. With the Jets on their bye week, I wanted to take a look over the last couple days at different aspects of football. We talked a little bit about draft prospects and the NFL at large last week. And this is the last show we're going to do taking a broader look at the world of football. Vinny's here to talk about fantasy football. Vinny, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Uh, looking forward to it. And I guess uh, we got to look forward to some winning ways here. With, if you're a fan of the Jets, uh, at least you have fantasy football to uh, lean back on this year. Oh, absolutely, Vinny. And I think the natural question normally would be, if you're talking with a host of a locked on team podcast, which players on my team are good fantasy football targets? I'm not sure the Jets have a lot, Vinny, but maybe you can give me a player or two, maybe the defense. Well, yeah, we'll have to look going forward. I, I, I would expect some adjustments to happen here after the bye, and they're going to start to use some of their best players. And Corey Davis has been pretty valuable in certain weeks. He's disappeared in other weeks, but I think that's been a product of Zach Wilson maybe struggling and not getting the ball to him. But in better matchups, Corey Davis has been there. I don't think the Patriots game uh, really is an appeal, uh, right, coming out of the bye. We saw what happened in the first matchup. It wasn't very pretty. But Michael Carter looks like he's getting enough uh, valuable touches. I know the production overall hasn't been great, but he is the guy that they're going to give the ball near the goal line. Looks like the guy that they're going to get involved more in the passing game. So, Look, the bye weeks are here. Six teams are off this week. Uh, you might be desperate enough where you need to start Michael Carter and say, look, Corey Davis is a guy to plug in. I think what I need to see more is uh, just if Jamison Crowder is still the guy there that can help in the slot and uh, be a quarterback's best friend, especially a young quarterback, maybe give him some more playing time over Elijah Moore, find a way to incorporate more there as well. But Crowder, I think it can make a difference. If you look at the game that uh, – you had uh, the best performance by Zach Wilson uh, upsetting the Titans. It was when they were using Davis and Wilson well to get, or and Davis Wilson and Crowder well together. So maybe they can uh, take a page from that and build on their one solid performance before, before the bye. Now you mentioned Elijah Moore and I have to tell you, Vinny, if you follow the Jets in preseason, all you heard about was how he was letting it up in training camp. Everybody thought he was going to be great at the beginning of the year and hasn't really produced as much. Maybe it's because he suffered an injury near the end of camp. 
I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this because I've never been able to figure out how to contextualize rookies when my fantasy strategy, when to play them, when to pick them up. Do you have any thoughts on on judging rookies? Because it's, it's so tough because they don't have an NFL track record. Yeah, I mean, you can only go by what you feel. And uh, I think the number one thing that we forget about in fantasy football is just pure talent. <laughs> and that the talent is going to see its way on the field. I mean, we were worried about Jamar Chase and his drops to the Bengals, but if you knew anything about LSU and you knew about what he did there with Joe Burrow, you'd say this guy's talent's off the charts. This is an anomaly. This is not going to be the way he's going to perform. Then you look at a guy like Trey Sermon. We were all in on him being the guy there, and we thought, okay, Raheem Mostert's going down for the 49ers. Here's Sermon's shot. But then you realize, okay, this is a guy that's been on multiple major programs. He dropped a little bit in the draft. He's very talented but there might've been a reason why he dropped a little bit in the draft. And uh, maybe we try to force him into a narrative where the situation was good for him to succeed versus just saying, okay, he's a talented guy that this team really loves is getting on the field. So I do believe the Jets like Elijah Moore. He's had some injuries. I know the concussion has been there as well here in the early uh, going for him. And I think they kept Crowder around just for that. The reason is that you need to have that reliable veteran with the rookie quarterback and, I think you'll see him get a few more opportunities. The good news is after this Patriots game, some of the matchups get better for the Jets. I mean, the Bengals defense, uh, the Bengals are a good team, but you can move the ball on them. You get the Colts. Um, you do get the Dolphins defense a couple times in the second half. They haven't looked good at all. The Texans, the Eagles, and Jaguars. So some defenses that maybe uh, the Jets can finally do some things with and learn more about Zach Wilson where – He's not under pressure and facing a tough matchup, even for a veteran quarterback. Now, this might be kind of a silly question, but I'm kind of interested in your thoughts because you are a fantasy football expert. And this is something I struggle with each week when I'm setting my lineup is how much do you go based on just the individual matchup a player is facing? And how much is it just what you actually think of the player's ability? And I guess that maybe it varies based on the talent level of the player. Yeah, some players are matchup proof. We just put them in in every lineup, and sometimes they're going to be shut down. Say they run into a Jalen Ramsey, and they don't have quite a big of a game. Uh, maybe it's DeAndre Hopkins in that type of matchup for the Cardinals, but you're still rolling him out every week because we know how talented he is. But there's some middle-of-the-road guys that are hard to navigate. I mean, you look at uh, Darnell Mooney, he needs a good matchup. He's a very talented young player, but his quarterback is a little questionable right now for – the Bears, and he's got to get some matchups to maybe jumpstart him and put him in a good position to succeed there. So, again, it's a little bit of both on some of the calls that you're making on a weekly basis. And and as we get more data and we are a third of the way through the season, we understand what teams are struggling and what areas of coverage or uh, what their run defense really looks like or uh, what what they do in certain situations, a tight end. Defense is pretty established by now, so uh, look, follow those numbers, follow the rushing numbers. You're going to find ways to uh, open the door for guy, lesser-known guys to succeed and also know which of your bigger-name guys are going to have big weeks. Now, Vinny, I know some of my listeners are probably going to laugh at this question, but I don't know a lot about the daily fantasy games. Can you talk about some of the differences between running a regular fantasy team versus playing daily fantasy? Yes, yeah, so regular fantasy team, I, I think – is a little bit more manageable. You get the whole season there and uh, you kind of uh, know exactly how to play it if you played it for years. Uh, DFS is something that even if you played for a while, the mastery is very difficult. I mean, 
There are different types of games. There are different types of size tournaments. Um, there's different uh, ways you approach cash versus uh, the grant or guaranteed uh, prize pool type formats where uh, you're maybe taking more chances, swinging for the guys that are going to give you the home runs where in a regular format, you're just looking for as best value as you can to get the solid scores. But sometimes those lines can be blurred because you're having uh, these experts play or these uh, really skilled players in a lot of lineups where you're looking at it and they've got a loaded team that could be a tournament team as well playing in cash games and they perform really high with 170 or 180 points. And you're like saying, okay, I really have to step in my game. It's almost like you can have no weaknesses there. You have to come through at every position to really win money in DFS. We appreciate Vinny stopping by today to serve us some great fantasy football advice. And this episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, though. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's the place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. You can go there after a Little League game, a big sporting event, grab McDonald's after a busy day or when you're late to something, or you need something delicious and dependable. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Jets Watch Party? I'm loving it. Now, do you have any advice for players, any strategies for players in keeper leagues about how they manage their rosters? Yeah, with keeper leagues, it's a little bit different here because you're looking for younger players that have longer-term upside, but you also want to make sure that you leave room for some veterans that are going to keep producing for you. Derek Henry is a good one. He's in his prime. You want to make sure he's sticking around and don't want to sell him short and say, okay, He's going to regress at some point. I'm going to go away from him. And a lot of people felt that way a little bit this year in the season long where Derrick Henry was going to have a regression. It was natural with his workload. He's going to start to break down. That may be the case going forward, but I, th- I think you want to look at guys and maybe don't look at keeper. Some people may look at them five years down the line. You can't do that. It has to be two or three years down the line because we know the, these careers can be short. Things can change very quickly go with the team and the players that are going to give you the best position to win here in the shorter term over multiple years, but uh, don't get too caught up in, okay, they can late bloom and do this in year five or year six, because that's not uh, the way to approach it. I think you want to make sure that you have a chance to win every year in that format as well. And I think roster management changes because I remember there was one year where I really fell out of the race early in my fantasy league and I was able to make a trade. I traded for Demarius Thomas the year before his breakout because I liked it. I thought, you know, maybe next year it'll happen for him. And it's kind of interesting because I think when you play keepers, you kind of get into a like a long term view in a way. Maybe you don't if it's just year to year, if you're wiping the slate clean every year then you don't really have any incentive to think long term whereas if you're playing in a keeper league and you begin the season like one in nine and you know you're not making the playoffs you can think well who's a player that might help me next year yeah for sure and and you have to kind of approach it like uh, teams in the nfl approach the real draft and just say these are the guys that i'm looking at uh, that i know can be special now but they can even be better later so yeah, it, it definitely adds another element of strategy to it. And uh, 
it's a lot of fun because uh, people will hold off and uh, and have a core group of players, and they'll have some surprise players, uh, veterans that they can really help. So I've seen some keeper leagues where it's a bunch of young players, and then they drafted Tom Brady to add to the list, and uh, they're rolling and winning a lot this season with that core of young players, but adding Tom Brady more is a short-term play. All right, Vinny, let's talk a little bit about the waiver wire. And before we began recording, I told you that I really think the waiver wire can make a big difference because in 2015, I missed my draft. I had to auto-draft. It was horrible. My team began the season 0-4. And And slowly during the course of that year, I worked the waiver wire and I was able to improve my team and I actually won the league championship that year. So if your team's off to a slow start this year, it can turn around if you're smart with your waiver moves. Now, if fan, as fantasy football players probably know in most leagues, you have the opportunity to claim players off waivers, which means that you have an exclusive claim depending on where you are in the priority order. Or you can wait until usually Wednesday or Thursday and then players are free and it's first come, first serve. Do you have any advice for how you deal with waivers? Do you think it's better to be aggressive with waiver claims, or do you think you maybe wait and try and get yourself near the top of the priority order for a player who's really good, who could really help your team down the stretch? Yeah, I think the waiver wire has been extremely difficult here in 2021 because you think you're good with certain targets. Like last week was a good example. You were going after Damian Williams, and you said, okay, he's going to be a guy starting for the Bears for a while. Then here's the COVID-19 list, and then it pivots to Phil Herbert, and there's no way – you could have won waiver claims for both Williams and Herbert. So what do you do? You, you basically spent a lot on a guy that uh, helped you for one week. He might go back to having a key role for the Bears. But by the time it's all sorted out and you've invested in these guys, David Montgomery's probably going to come back. So it's it's very frustrating, I think, in uh, certain situations. And you're always seeming to fight for these handcuffed backs. And if you can stay a week ahead and kind of speculate, I think that's a good way to keep you there because there's one league where it just dries up very fast and my waiver claim priority just uh, doesn't always seem to mesh when I need somebody the most and uh, so I try to stay a week ahead look if I have a wasted roster spot where I'm not using anything try to get ahead on the streaming defenses make sure I'm set in a week or two down the line bye weeks are coming if I know I need to take a chance on a player I see something happening I mean, Last week, you'd have speculated with uh, Dernis Johnson there of the Browns, uh, who's a top target now because now Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are hurting. But maybe that's the way you could have looked at it. Look, they used two backs there in Cleveland. Chubb is not in the mix. Kareem Hunt is there. Would Johnson get any looks there right away against the Cardinals? Go in that approach. And then you would have been set this week having Johnson uh, if uh, Hunt uh, definitely missing a game and Chubb are on the shelf this week. Now, Vinny, I'm sure that this is not actually true, but during that 2015 season, my quarterback was Ryan Tannehill, and I got so frustrated with him. This was before his breakout with Tennessee that I cut him in season. I've always joked that and that I cut him when they were 0-4, and I always joked that I feel like I motivated the locker room because those guys saw that even if, even if the quarterback could get cut, I better start producing. And I think that that's one of the things that turned my season around. I guess you probably don't think those motivational techniques really work in fantasy, though. Well, sometimes we think that. We think, okay, I'm going to clean up this team. This is enough of this underproducing. And we sometimes uh, coax ourselves to being aggressive. Like, I'm going to clean this team up. I did, I messed up this team, but I know I can get it right. 
So maybe there's a bit of uh, our self-motivation there in the locker room to uh, get our fantasy teams on track. You can't argue with the results. I won the championship that year. After that championship game in 2015, I felt like I had earned a trip to Disney World, or at least a nice beach vacation. If you're interested in a beach vacation of your own, check out BeachBound.com. With BeachBound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness. Bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation. Or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected. I love beach vacations. I love just sitting around, doing nothing, going into the water. And with BeachBound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit BeachBound.com today. Ahead here, Vinny is going to offer some advice for fantasy waiver wire pickups if you're looking to fix your fantasy football team. If you're looking to fix your car or truck, go to Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Save time and money when choosing them. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com now, you can listen to Vinny's show. It's a great podcast on fantasy football here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's called Lockdown Fantasy Football. And he'll speak more in detail about potential waiver wire pickups if you tune into him. But Vinny, just briefly, let's talk about a few players who, if you're maybe in need of a certain position, you could look at. Do you have anybody at quarterback who you think could be a good pickup this week? Yeah, I think you have to look at uh, Tua Tagola. And he looked pretty good. I know he made one mistake there against the Jaguars, and uh, he wasn't perfect. But coming back to the ribs injury, I, did, I had very low expectations. But he looked pretty good, and he kind of settled into the offense that they kind of developed while he was gone with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's throwing the ball underneath. I think they had this vision of him stretching the field and throwing deeper. But that's not what the Dolphins are built to do right now. It's just throw underneath, use Jalen Waddle in that way, use his speed and quickness in the open field, use Mike Gusecki at tight end that uh, has been a good security blanket for Tagovailoa. So I like the way he's playing. They get Atlanta this week, so that's a good matchup for the Dolphins. Jameis Winston, a lot of uh, people might have uh, dropped him, given it was the Saints' bye last week. But the Seahawks and that defense is definitely burnable with Geno Smith uh, there. And uh, I think Winston could be in a good position where he's comfortable throwing against that team. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm watching that 49ers situation carefully. Trey Lance could be back on the shelf. Jimmy Garoppolo gets the Colts. And and on the other side, Carson Wentz is playing really well as well. So a Sunday night might actually be a sneaky shootout between Wentz and Garoppolo. So always be looking for those flyers. And I can't forget saying this is uh, Mac Jones there against the Jets. I mean, Mac Jones tends to play better at home against weaker defensive teams. And he gets that matchup. But he looked really good against the Buccaneers and Cowboys and those games, so maybe continues that here in week number seven. Running back position, always a tough position to find players. Do you have anybody who catches your eye this week? Well, I don't want to pick on the Jets again, but I guess I will. Is Ramondre Stevenson, I think the Patriots are going to give more opportunities. Damon Harris didn't look right at the end of that game against the Cowboys. I know he was able to finish. He had a hundred, more than 100 yards rushing and a touchdown there. But Stevenson looked good. He was the passing game back. 
there. Uh, we, we know James White's been on the shelf. Brandon Bolden hasn't been getting it done there. So he's kind of that change of pace role. I thought Stevenson was more of a power back, but out of necessity, he's showing he can do some things in uh, passing downs. Uh, his pass protection could use work, but he's a good pass catcher. He's a pretty good power runner to finish as well. So we'll see they give him more opportunities. I mentioned uh, Dernis Johnson. Yeah, I mean, this is what's happened here in a lot of these situations that it's not the first running back. It's not the second running back. Like we just never expected a third Browns running back to have value when you have Chubb and Hunt. If one got hurt, the other would just plug and play and you play them. But unfortunately for Cleveland, falling to three and three, both of these guys are hurt. Short week turnaround. Thursday night football playing the Broncos. So Dearness Johnson, by default, might need to get 20 touches on a team that likes to run the ball here. Uh, so when that player rises, and we saw that a little bit with uh, Daryl Williams last week, it didn't work out quite as well for Devonta Booker. You got to go after that back. So we've seen time and time again, sometimes a running back, talent is not important, opportunity is the most important. We've uh, seen any running back in that spot that can succeed. So those two guys are guys I'm going to target this week. How about the wide receiver position? Well, at wide receiver, I think uh, Darnell Mooney, if people have not uh, picked him up in uh, shallow leagues, he has to be owned now everywhere. I mean, this guy is taking over as the Bears' number one receiver. He's got the chemistry with Justin Fields that uh, Allen Robinson does not. So Darnell Mooney might be a league winner here in the second half of the season, so we want to watch that. I also think Rashad Bateman is going to have a bigger role here for the Ravens, a rookie I really like out of Minnesota. He's finally healthy, played a pretty good snap share there playing off uh, Marquise Brown and uh, Mark Andrews there. Didn't get a lot of production, but I think the Ravens passing game has some upside going forward, so I like him. I, I also like Donovan Peoples-Jones of the Browns. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., they're trying to make that connection work with Baker Mayfield. Just doesn't happen here. So OBJ, people have on, been on him, but I kind of like DPJ going forward here as a player that the Browns are going to use more and more if that trust factor is going to go up with Baker Mayfield. So some of the options there. Don't forget about A.J. Green. Looks like he's not going anywhere as a key target there for the Cardinals. I know they have a lot of mounts to feed, but still a guy that uh, can have an impact in certain matchups as we saw last week. Now, we wish we could add a tight end to the Jets. That's not going to happen. But if your fantasy team needs a tight end, who do you recommend? Yeah, the return of Ricky Seals-Jones has happened here in Washington. Uh, Logan Thomas has been an injured reserve with a hamstring injury, and they still throw in a tight end. Seals Jones and uh, Taylor Heineke have a pretty good chemistry here. So if he's still out there in leagues, I think he's a legitimate uh, target that you can look at. And uh, another guy that I think is going to come on here in the second half, with Juju Smith-Schuster out, is Pat Freermuth, a rookie for the Steelers. I mean, he looked really good, more involved here as a short to intermediate target. They liken him to Heath Miller there. We know how much Ben Roethlisberger liked him. Unfortunately, Eric Ebron stole a touchdown for both Freermuth and Najee Harris by rushing one in, but I think you'll see Fremont getting more opportunities to uh, stretch the field down the seam, as well as some red zone looks as well going forward. They just need that third receiver working the middle of the field, and I, I really like uh, his talent out of Penn State. He just needs the opportunity ahead of Ebron, and I think it's coming here with Juju on the shelf. And if you need a defense, who do you have? Yeah, this defense... Uh, I like them in matchups that are a little bit more favorable. We saw that against the Panthers just a couple of weeks ago, the Eagles. I mean, you have a good inside pass rush. They got some playmakers in the back end with Darius Slay. They get the Raiders this week. I know the Raiders played really well against the Broncos, but 
there's some things the Eagles can do that can cause the, the Raiders problems. I like the Eagles to go in there and win. I expect a heavy Philadelphia favorite crowd there in Las Vegas. So that's also going to help the defense. So that's it. defense. I think people just have kind of given up on maybe looking at the Bucks matchup and all that, but they can make some plays. The Saints get Geno Smith on the road there in Seattle this week. I like that spot here for them. I like the Giants. I don't love the Giants defense. They have a lot of holes, but they're playing the Panthers and Sam Darnold has just been terrible protecting the football late and giving up sacks. They do have enough pass rushers there that can get after Darnold and they do have James Bradbury in the secondary to make some plays. So some uh, lesser owned options that should be available. And we know bye weeks, it gets harder and harder to play legitimate defenses, but there's some options there this week. I won't ask you for a kicker. I think people can do their own research on a kick. Does, does a kicker even make that big of a difference? I think the kicker is just so fickle at this point. I mean, the only thing you can do is stick a guy with an offense that's somewhat successful that's going to put up a lot of points for you. Uh, you probably have to find some bi-week replacements this week. But, again, I just go with the kicker that's on a good offense that has a pretty decent leg and it's going to have a decent accuracy level. And that's all you're looking for. But you, any given game, these guys we know can get the yips and miss – several key scoring opportunities. So you just do your best, figure it out, and uh, go from there. And if you just stick with attach a kicker to a high-scoring offense, you're going to do pretty well. For more fantasy football advice, listen to Vinny on Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny, thank you so much for joining me today. It was great chatting with you. All right, thanks a lot, John. Uh, Anytime. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of good things are coming for the Jets in the second half. I'm not saying that jokingly, but – all the fans in there hanging there. There's going to be some good times and uh, get some more fantasy value from the Jets as well. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.